Yeah, what are you blowing in your microphone there, Duff? Do you hear it right now? Yeah. It's it's not it's him breathing. Okay. Do you hear it now? No, I well, think no, it's because you're not breathing. I know. Okay. This episode has to be really short. <laughs> <laughs> listeners to our uh season three finale of a free podcast uh today we are continuing our season on the summer of 97 concluding it really guys on uh listeners choice speed to cruise control thanks everybody uh as always i'm your co-host rob joined my good friends joe and duff the fans are canceled the, the <laughs> listeners can eat a dick <laughs> I'm very happy to talk about this movie. It's not because it's good. Because you love cruises. I, I well, there's a yeah, okay. <laughs> I I think I think this podcast, this episode, due to various reasons, will be a lot like Speed Two Cruise Control the movie. It might just be sort of, you know, hastily put together. I'm going through the motions. <laughs> we just should, we're not capitalizing. Which, which of the anything. hosts should they have gotten a low rate like substitute for? Oh boy! Oh, that's a. Re- <laughs> that's <laughs> who is a really who is the Keanu question. Reeves? Who's the Sandra Bullock? And who's the Dennis Hopper of our? Um, oh, I think you're or, or do we do Jeff Daniels? You're you're Dennis Hopper, Joe. Why is what? And I would say you're not Keanu. Don't. No, I think I'm. Uh, as I much, think I'm Annie. Yeah, I was gonna say for some reason. I think you're Jeff Daniels. I mean, okay. I was I was gonna say for some reason, uh, Rob is America's sweetheart. Based mm. on the lifeboat polls from Titanic Minute, it's true. Um, well, okay, let's let's quickly first off, let's just can I just say one thing? Can we talk about the title of this movie for a second? This is probably <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's that's that's the only thing I like about it. It's, it's so not the only thing, but it's so funny because it's it's actually a really clever title. <laughs> Mm. Well, I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in favor of it. I'm with Rob here. It's, because... one, it's one of those things where, it's, uh, it's so dumb that it turns back around into being good, but yeah. then, but then it kind of takes another half lap into bad. So I don't know. Like, if if you knew nothing about this movie and you were a fan of Speed, like I am, and they were like, oh, we have a sequel coming. It's called Speed Two Cruise Control. You'd be like, oh, it must be like some sort of like another like you know driving movie. And then you find out like, no, it's on a boat. It's on a cruise. For for the record, <laughs> I think I think Speed is a Midnight Boy approved movie, right? Yeah, oh, it better. You be. kind of were implying that we didn't like it. Yeah. Either. Well, that's true. I well, I, I think Joe and Speed. I both like Speed quite a bit. You're just a super fan. I've seen I- Speed probably at least forty times in my life. I've seen it quite a bit. I, I yeah. had it on tape as a lad, and I watched it all the time. I think that's, Speed is my Con Air. Like, I mean, that's like that. I, I think yeah. that that strongly of that movie. Um, all right. Well, I normally I, I write down kind of what happens in the movie, and then do a little synopsis. I, big I, big boat goes fast. It's, it's well, simply I, too stupid. A lot of people haven't seen this movie for good reason, and they should know what's happening. All right, so let me let me just quickly. I'm going off the top of my head on this one. Um, 
we we meet Alex, which is not Keanu Reeves. It is a different character, different uh, different actor, different character even. Uh, it's pl- and played by Jason Patrick, and he is on the SWAT team. And we also see Annie, uh, obviously Sandra Bullock from Speed, getting driving lessons from Dorf. Did you guys notice that? R.I.P. Dorf. But yep. it's driving test. Driving test by Dorf. Um, Dorf goes driving. <laughs> I read in the notes that uh, John DeBont is a fan of Tim Conway and was hoping this would revitalize his career by putting him in the beginning I of bet, this movie. I bet there's a lot of people out there who are really mad at us because they might be older and know Tim Conway from like Carol Burnett show or something. And we, know, <laughs> we just we, know him as Dorf. We know him primarily as Dorf. <laughs> there's a lot of weird comic character actors in this movie that play like cruise employees and passengers. Yep, yep. Has- there's one of my favorite that guys of all time actually is in this movie. Um, but we're we're jumped in the middle of this pursuit of a, an ice cream truck for some reason. <laughs> an ice cream truck that can outrun a uh, Ducati. Yes, yep, which- and it, it, apparently it, uh, he's in this ice cream truck that he has in his possession about 8,000 stolen computers that yes. he litters across the... Uh, the hills so, of Los Angeles. So he has a 1985 <laughs> delivery truck. It's a box weigh, delivery Weighed truck. down with a couple tons of merchandise, and he is still pretty easily outrunning uh, this brand new Ducati. This makes me want to watch Speed 1.5. I want to know the story of the ice cream delivery truck and the stolen computers. Is this that guy from Twisted Metal, the ice cream truck? <laughs> <laughs> They, they, the, the SWAT team does about a million dollars worth of damage and and puts the lives of about twenty uh, road workers in danger for a because, nonviolent crime. <laughs> for a nonviolent crime, because a disgruntled ice cream man stole like twenty five <laughs> Dell computers. They got the SWAT team for that. Yeah. He didn't even have a gun. He might have had a Choco Taco. <laughs> he was just throwing dry ice at people and, and when burning he's, them. And when he's finally thrown out, he's the least intimidating guy ever. He's just... <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the missed thing was not having the music playing during the... Like, the ice cream truck music should have been playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Far, it's playing uh, turkey... Uh, was it turkey in the straw the whole time? <laughs> so Little kids keep running out in the street <laughs> to buy ice cream and getting run over by the motorcycle. See, now you know why I'm so excited to talk about Speed 2 Cruise Control. Um, We've only gotten five minutes into the movie, so we now you can fast forward. Okay, I, so, I'll do the next. Let me let me talk about the, the, the sizzling romantic uh, chemistry here. So this happens at the same time as Sandra Bullock is taking her driving test, and she's the worst driver in the world because yep. w- women be driving bad. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, when yeah. Dorf be teaching you. And, and she's giving a lot of exposition about why Keanu Reeves is not in the movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and he, um, sh- her mishaps eventually collide with her boyfriend's mishaps. And mm-hmm. this is how she finds out that he's on the SWAT team. Yeah, she thought, she, she thought he was patrol. on the beach patrol. <laughs> uh, so we know months. this is a great relationship. Yep. And he handles it the way any uh, man pre, like, a- like a way a man in a sitcom would handle it. When you're about to get in a big fight with your significant other, you bring up the cruise tickets that you bought for her. Yeah. And are and, carrying with you. Yes. And your explanation for why you didn't tell her was, I didn't want to blow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we, we cut to the cruise, and we see uh, our, we, we see our villain in the film, 
uh, delightful Willem Dafoe. King. Uh, I would be happy if the Wilhelm scream was replaced by the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> He's <laughs> moving. He forward. does everything he can in this movie. And yeah, and well, Look, well, he he got he got his paycheck. He got to have fun. I do not slight him for nope. anything. No, me neither. Uh, and so he has a bunch of golf clubs, and in his golf clubs, <laughs> the, the golf the, the golf clubs can <laughs> they they're are, little at the head the, the, the heads of the golf clubs are little bombs. Yep, little bombs and transponders. All the things he needs to take over the ship are inside his golf clubs. So this is another one in the a long line of pre nine eleven action movies. Yes, that sec- <laughs> I don't know if our security theater state would have been able to detect these, but um, we also have uh, a bunch. Of, we meet a bunch of the uh, other passengers on the cruise. Everyone seems to be having an absolutely miserable time. This is, is this the most accurate representation of a cruise, though? Because this is like what I imagine cruises are like. It looks absolutely awful. Just, just a bunch of, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, portly rubes. Just uh, a bunch of Nebraska hogs waddling around on the deck. I, still with talk, that, I would love to talk, be on this cruise. Talking to you about crap you don't want to hear about. I want it. I want it. I want it. If you, anyone, you can take a cruise on this very ship still. Really? Oh, wow. Any Anyone want to ever gift me anything, gift me some uh, uh, a cruise ticket, and then I will, I will record nightly about my interactions. How about it's, it's Windstar Cruise Lines. It's called like the Star Legend now or something like that is the name of the ship. It's not the Seaborn Legend anymore. No, it's like the Star Legend by Windstar Cruises. Rob. And uh, I did look up. You can go on cruises this summer on this ship uh, along from like Vancouver to Alaska or the other way around. Mm. So I was if just I, in Vancouver. If I'm going on a cruise, I'm not even going to pretend that it's like you know, swanky or dignified. I'm going straight to the Kid Rock cruise because yep. you know what, you know what you're getting there. Just uh. shirts optional. Yep. Drinks want, in hand. I want basic cruise. That's what I want. <laughs> Rob, I want nothing special. Rob, how about you give me twenty five hundred dollars? I take you to a mediocre buffet and then I give you a Ziploc bag that you have to poop in when uh, <laughs> when when the bathrooms break. <laughs> And we'll surround you with employees that are paying paid six dollars an hour and haven't seen their families in about twelve months. <laughs> we'll call it old country defay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll hire a local magician. Just <laughs> tell me more on the cruise, man. I'm all aboard. Literally, I'd love to be all aboard on one. We'll um, we'll, we'll get all of the street performers from Madison State Street to be the entertainment on the cruise. Yep. There is this moment, it happens often early in this movie, when uh, everyone thinks that uh, Alex and Annie are on a honeymoon. And I was wondering, Joe, yeah, as someone who is uh, about to be married, but you've gone on plenty of romantic trips before your nuptials. I, I'm a man of romance. Did people often say that to you guys? No, what I'd always get is like, are you going to ask her to marry you on this trip? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> Until the time I did. Yes. But even then, leading up to it, I said... Did no. you say, are you going to mind your own business on this trip? I, sl- <laughs> <laughs> I gave them the Willem Dafoe stare. <laughs> Should have given them the Willem scream. Um, so th- that's... Th- I'm glad you mentioned that, though. So they've been dating for seven months. Seven months. Yeah. And they're already having sort of like an existential like uh, relationship moment of a like, conversation with food analogies throughout it yeah like are we gonna it, like they're already into the like are we getting married or not kind of yep. thing and seven months i know it was a different time back then 
Yeah, this is pre Seems pretty fast. This was when, according to my best friend's wedding, if you're 25, you're a withered old hag. <laughs> 28, I believe. Tw- sorry, 28. Well, um, for actresses, that, that is yeah. sort of the reality. Of, Af- maybe after it's a that, commentary on the industry. After that, it's grandma rolls. He, he <laughs> handles this the way any... Uh, totally adjusted man would handle this of course it ruins his proposal attempt this discussion which I, I would think would be a pretty good discussion to have before proposal and then he gets seasick and then when she wakes up in the morning he's not there because he's skeet shooting off the deck yeah <laughs> that is the only thing that made me kind of want to go on a cruise because like okay that's kind of okay you so can go, I... you can go bang 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 and shoot off the side of a boat or dolphins you can shoot dolphins too also yes. yeah we... I, so i have a question or I guess a a note about that is that at first I thought he was looking for an out because the proposal had been uh, bungled, Mm -hmm. but, but then he actually gets seasick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they show puke all over the bed, but it's, it's, it's so weird because it's, it's really obviously just kind of played as, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get up. I'm feeling seasick. And it's just kind of that dumb thing people do in movies where it's like, Oh, I gotta go get some air. And the next thing you see, and I wanted to call attention is they're in a twin bed when they have a king or queen watching Lolita while he pukes in a bucket. <laughs> Wait, they're watching Lolita? I didn't notice that. They're watching the Kubrick version of Lolita. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, uh, also, it's no, weird. you're right. Yeah, I did notice that. I forgot. It's, but, it's also weird. But that- like also they they obviously have that nicer bed, but yet they they push themselves into a twin bed while he's I, retching I, over her into a I bucket. thought it was two twin beds. Maybe he was sick and she went over to that bed to help him out. Uh, maybe. And she's like, oh, hey, Lolita's on. Can you get seasick <laughs> on a big cruise ship like that? Yeah, of course yeah. you can. They sway um, back and forth that much. I think it's just, but it's it's subtle enough that you don't you don't like it makes you sick because you're not like you, that's that's why it makes you sick. I think it's oh. a rook, rookie move. We also have. Uh, I'm sorry that this, this plot synopsis is taking so long, but there's a lot to dig in here. There's there's nothing and <laughs> <in> everything. <laughs> yes, there's um, <clears throat> there's a deaf girl that uh, <sighs> is in the movie. So cheap, played by two. Awful, awful, terrible parents. Now, I will say this. I'll give credit to the movie. The, this girl who plays a deaf girl is actually deaf. So I, I give them uh, credit for that. And I think she's uh, really good in this. But why is she in this movie? Why is she in this movie? And the only reason I can think of is, you know how everyone kind of talks about, uh, I think like Indiana Jones is always brought up like, oh, well, if Indiana Jones did nothing, things would have turned out better, right? Mm-hmm. This movie is 100% guilty on this because everyone is on the lifeboats ready to, like, just get off the boat. And he was like, well, we got to save this deaf girl. And, like, gets, like, you know, essentially doesn't get on the boat. And the guy's like, you got to get on the boat. We only have a couple minutes. And he doesn't get on the boat. So everyone who's on that lifeboat gets stranded on this. If everyone just got on the lifeboat, they might be down a deaf girl. But outside of that, like, think of all the things that happen after this. It seems way worse, doesn't it? It, it's it a... crashes into St. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> there is a cruise ship occupying downtown port. <laughs> ringing like the church this, bell. All this, like, an oil tanker and, and blows up at the end. $18 million worth of oil. <laughs> 
is is incinerated. And by the way, credit to me, I almost kind of guessed this. Well, we'll get to that. We got to get to why this actually happens because <laughs> yeah, the why is a little different. But I I was standing and applauding myself because I was darn close. I was the closest. Uh, but essentially, Geiger uh, uses his golf clubs <laughs> to Geiger. hack the autopilot. Uh, he actually kills the captain of the ship as well in a delightful moment. By just hitting him with a light over and over again. <laughs> and then right after he kills him, those two women passengers come by and he takes pictures with them. He gets a 1997 selfie. <laughs> um, so, a so, bunch of... Ha- <laughs> A bunch happens on the ship. People are getting off, getting on. Um, uh, there's a sequence that is set up as this like exciting moment in the movie. And I'm going to say, up until this moment in the movie, I was actually down with this movie because that was enough of like a delightful nonsense that I was enjoying myself. This sequence with the lifeboats is Awful. so boring yeah. and so bad and essentially he's trying to like help this lifeboat down and annie finally is like why don't we just lower the ramp and they can just all walk off (laughs) and we know peril at sea films folks yeah (laughs) so uh jean de bont his uh his idea of tension is just shake the camera around (laughs) yes this this and have sandra bullock make like quips and stuff like that it's so bad she's a nightmare in this movie she's a nightmare i don't think it's her fault either but no i but yeah this there is a lot of weird comedic relief in this movie and none of it works it it's it works better than the action um Uh. which is saying something but this this moment is terrible this is kind of when the movie really really falls apart uh so geiger takes control over this um over the ship this movie feels four hours long yeah, he's got the autopilot, and then, I don't know, all kinds of stuff happens with people going in and out of the ship and trying to figure out how to stop the ship because... Uh, no one knows how to restart a computer. My my favorite moment, I actually did laugh, was when all the passengers uh, are having to take off all their clothes to like sh- to like cover up the vents. Those are like the light moments that are, like I said, better than the majority of the uh, You have the, the fat busters guy? Yes. <laughs> That that was a Lumley take right there. Oh man, yeah, uh, the guy so, who they ask him if there's a little girl in there looking for the deaf girl who's like a teenager, and he says, "No, nothing but big women in here." <laughs> <laughs> Just it's Buffalo Bill. Uh, let me quickly get to the end, and then we'll we'll dive into why Geiger's doing boat this. crashes. Done. Well, I think people need to know now, like okay. the audience knows at this point. Okay. So we tried to predict it. Yep. Like, and it turns out that he's doing this because he's a disgruntled ex-employee of the cruise line. <laughs> I mean, which is realistic because cruise lines are notorious for treating their employees like garbage. I, I was thoroughly on his side. Yeah. Yes. If he weren't so stupid. Well, <laughs> I was and wasn't. Let's. I actually think this is a very pro-Joe movie. I mean, this movie is really about the importance of uh, universal health care. <laughs> yeah. And unionizing. And yes. Very upset. But an underrated part of this movie in about uh, Geiger, played by, of course, Willem Dafoe, is <laughs> he's on a lot of medication. And he also has a bunch of leeches. For yeah, he also the does the same medical care as the founding fathers. <laughs> and the, the reason he's sick, because you're like, oh, I wonder if he has cancer or, you know, maybe this is like post-Philadelphia. Maybe he has AIDS. Who knows? Turns out he has <laughs> copper poisoning. 
Yeah. Which, I didn't really get Is that a thing? Uh, it is a thing. I, I tried to figure out how you could get it. You could get it by, like, cooking in copper plates, like, all the time. Like, if you just, like, mm-hmm. kept cooking with copper and Typical eating Typical tech nerd uh, work hazard. Uh, okay. If you drank a bunch of copper, mm-hmm. uh, okay. there's, there's also, like, if you had, like, a copper IUD, potentially, like, there's a chance that, mm-hmm. like, there could be toxicity with that. will be illegal pretty soon, so we won't have to worry about that. <laughs> here, here, is, here is how he gets it, from what I can gather in the movie, because he worked on computers so much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was going to say, he's an, ang- <laughs> he's an angry tech nerd. <laughs> His programming was so ferocious that copper dust flew into the air. He was just eating motherboards and <laughs> just dipping computer he chips drank, into nacho cheese. He, he turned he turned silicon into a puree and just gulped it down. <laughs> like I kind of imagine if he was literally eating computers and they're like, "You got to stop that." And then he got sick and got mad. You know, the, they kind of have a point. He got he got every, fi- he got fired from Carnival Cruises because like, "Hey man, you ate a bunch of motherboards." <laughs> It's like if Joe, you ate some kids and got sick from it, you know they're not going to pay for your health care. <laughs> if they, the, he every time he made a programming mistake, he just put his computer through a wood chipper and <laughs> breathed in too much of the dust. He just drank like shakes. Can uh, I can I say how thoroughly disappointed I was when he first takes out the leeches? I'm like, oh man, he's going to release those leeches. I thought leeches. something so cool he's, was going to happen. Like I thought it was going to be like a. Uh, uh, a uh, red or not red dragon Hannibal situation uh, with Mason oh, Fircher yeah. with all those eels or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm like, yeah, he's gonna put those eels into the water supply and people are gonna drink eels. And nope, <laughs> he just is doing some Civil War style uh, <laughs> bloodletting. It's so weird. And and every decision that our protagonist Alex makes is I think wrong in this entire movie, starting with the whole not getting on the lifeboat and then like trying to save the lifeboat when all they had to do was lower the ramp. The, the big payoff in that moment is when he jumps in slow motion. So I'm putting something together in real time in my brain right now, but okay. I, it's disturbing. But uh, okay. so there's a scene later on where we find out that the girl is 15 because yes. she kind of hits on him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm piecing this together with him watching Lolita while puking his oh, guts out. Yeah, mm. And the reason he gives her Subtext. for not being with her is because uh, relationships that start in like a stressful situation, mm-hmm. you know, never work. Not because she's 15. So, the reason he's on beach patrol is because he can't be within uh, <laughs> 200 yards of a minor. <laughs> So, all right, it's not. It's decided that he is trying to get with the deaf girl. Yep, and that's why he goes back and kills a bunch of people for no reason. Um, so he's they, a terrible cop. <laughs> he's awful. So then, um, they try to get. They temporarily regain control of the boat for a while, but it's headed for an oil rig. I don't entirely know what happens how they get control, but they still don't have control. So it's headed for an oil rig. So like, what can we do? And. The first thing they try doing is to just tie a rope to him and have him swing underneath the boat. Try to like <laughs> Excellent throw a, plan. <laughs> a bigger rope. It all like kind of works, but doesn't work because Will uh, uh, Geiger's too smart. Geiger then takes Annie hostage. I don't know why he just doesn't shoot him then, but he just <laughs> takes her hostage, takes off on his boat, and then they finally were like, well, we got to do something about this oil rig we're going to hit and then they go back to the original plan which was way better which was essentially just like turn on some thrusters and turn it um so they just missed the boat but now it's creaming and i say that 
with uh, quotations. It is slowly, ever slowly, going on to St. Martin. And they're trying to slow it down by just laying anchors down and hitting other boats. This is a very long sequence, guys. As <laughs> it takes like 10 minutes. As we watch, and literally. And numerous more people are killed in this <laughs> yes. than if he had just left the deaf girl in the elevator. We literally watch as a cruise ship slows down, and I did the knots, the knots to miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Slows down from going 10 miles per hour. <laughs> Also, I like how we get shots of the countdown clock and then the Scottish dude saying the exact number we just saw. Him yelling slash um, having a private moment almost when he's just like, three knots! <laughs> Two knots! Uh, we're going at the speed at which someone crosses the street now. Yeah. Uh, Someone someone could be struck by a car and maybe get away with no injuries at the speed we're going. <laughs> so slow. This scene, guys, this scene is a $25 million stunt. Yeah, I I was watching it and trying to look for like bad CGI, and I was like, I think that they really did a lot of so, this. They what did. a terrible waste of money. So that, that brings me to... An astonishing point. Did any of you look up the budget for Speed Two? It's yes, massive. I did. Um, it is one hundred and ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, when you Speed adjust, was thirty million as yes. a comparison. If you adjust for inflation, Speed Two today would cost one hundred and eighty million dollars. Um, for reference. Captain America the Winter Soldier cost $40 million less than Speed 2 <laughs> in they, today's money. They built a $5 million, 35-building set that they constructed, and then a hurricane struck the town and destroyed the set. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to rebuild it with hurricane-proof buildings. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Jesus. And when they actually did this, apparently the captain of the ship had trouble hitting the sailboats during the filming because <laughs> it's actually really hard to hit a sailboat with a cruise ship. Yeah. Um, so they had to, like, mock this whole thing up and then just, like, crash this in with, like, on a rail. Uh, they filmed it with uh, 14 cameras. It was traveling 15 feet uh at a time into the set and then it would clear the debris and then do another 50 was feet. this all just filmed on the fox lot no this was in saint martin <laughs> built all this stuff out and then they like all right it, there and they had have to have it, been some some money laundering of some kind going on like here right this, this final shot of it going like a few inches away from it like they had to do that that was part of it that was the first take and they spent $25 million. This is, at the time, the most expensive stunt ever filmed. Man, they really but, went they they went all in on Jean DeBont after Twister. <laughs> they did, and then he just disappeared after Speed And then two. he just burned a pile of money. <laughs> Speed I, I think he I think, I think he, he embezzled it, probably. Well, good, good for him. I mean, uh, so they spent all that money, and they didn't even get to keep the movie star from the first one. Yeah. No, so, all right, let's... let's Let's dive into that for a second. Um, so the whole thing, Speed comes out, early like previews are pretty good. He was John DeBont, who had been the cinematographer for Die Hard. Um, he was contractually obligated to make Speed 2. And 
then like weeks after Speed comes out, it's a huge hit. They're like, yeah, there's going to be a sequel. All right. So they had Graham Yost, who's a writer of Speed, and Joe, you know well, later on would do Justified. Yep. Uh, did Speed. So he had some ideas, one of which, which I actually really like, is a plane flying through the Andes Mountains, and it would explode if it ascended above 10,000 feet. Oh, that's awesome! Right, like that's that, like a that's like the speed concept, okay. but in a plane. And that's and that's the biggest uh, like problem with this movie. I think is it, it's not the, fast. The, the, well, okay, maybe that's a there's there's problem. really but no the, danger the, except that the, Alex the setting creates. is too big. The setting is too big. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's all these ideas, and um, essentially John John DeBont wanted to do this idea because he kept having a nightmare about a cruise ship crashing into an island. So he just was like, no, we're going to go with my idea. <sighs> now, um, Sandra Bullock didn't want to do it because everyone, I mean, everyone who looked at the script was just like, this is terrible. But she did it because she wanted to have enough money to finance Hope Floats. Oh. And this paid her like $12, 15000000 million, something like that. She's a huge star at this and point. And at, at this point in her career, I can't really blame her. She was... You know, she wasn't a huge star. She was uh, she was she, becoming one. I yeah, think. she 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 was I, she was a pretty big star at that point because she had a couple other hits after Speed. Um, but then, but then, uh, they asked uh, Keanu Reeves, and he reads, and he's like, "No way." And the story is that he did it. He he said no so he could tour with his band Dog Star. <laughs> which I, 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 <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, at this this is pre Matrix. If yeah. Keanu Reeves. You know, he's a star, but it's not like he's extremely picky. And if he's saying no to you, like... I know, right? So then uh, he actually I, I would doing... I, I would like to think that the reason he's like, no, I'm going to make this uh, crazy-ass movie with Pacino where he plays the devil. That was Devil's Advocate is what he made instead. Good. Good on him yeah, because so... that, that movie rules. Yeah, did we, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, I've, never, that's a, that's, I've never seen Devil's Advocate, guys. It, it's so over the top. It's great. It's um, uh, it's peak p- screaming Pacino. Yeah. And it's- so instead, they were like, well, what are we going to do here, right? So they considered a, a bunch of different actors. I'm going to name some of them for you guys, all right? Mm-hmm. Christian Slater. That could maybe make some sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock suggested Matthew McConaughey. That, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Sure. Um, John Bon Jovi, mm, what? <laughs> and 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 guys, this is the best one. And I'm better than kidding. Bon Jovi. I maybe for us it is. Okay, Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> two said, two boat movies in a year for Billy Zane. <laughs> so uh, said uh uh Bullock actually suggests Jason Patrick, who like apparently has been good in movies. He's not in this. He is. He he's. Is, he, he's got nothing to do. No. But they have zero chemistry. No. He is yeah. just a a sack of flour. Just yeah. boring as hell. The the most interesting thing about him is the space between his eyebrows. His, and his hair. Giant forehead. Yeah. Like there's some weird things going on with his hair. Yes. Uh. And so another thing that happens in this movie is they like had them. Like train and most of the actors do their own stunts, which is partly why all the stunts are so awful. Yeah, they're but really like bad. Jason Patrick does do that stunt at the end. We didn't get, we haven't gotten to the end. We haven't gotten to the end of this plot. Essentially, um, 
she gets taken away on a boat, and then they go on a prop plane, and then Jason Patrick meets up with <laughs> Toon Man from Speed, who's <sighs> the guy who had the Jaguar in Speed. He's oh, now got it a- is. I didn't, yes. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Toon Man. Um, he helps get him uh, on a boat. You're on a boat, a high-speed boat, and then, a, I don't know, he takes a spear gun or a fishing it's, rod or it's something. Like a, a, <laughs> a deep-sea fishing like trolling rod. It looks. It, it, it seemed like it was a harpoon, and it had a, a a motor that pulls it in. Yeah, that's true. It was like a harpoon, but it had a fishing reel on it. Yeah. So you, you, so they so they're they're poaching fish because there's no way that's legal. Tune man, and uh, he he spears I guess the prop plane, and then just flies across the water as he uses the motor on the fishing like, reel. Like like Indiana Jones being dragged by that truck, except extremely dumb. Yep. Uh, and then. He ends up uh, getting uh, getting Annie off the plane as the pontoon part of the prop plane just falls off and they land in the water. The, the plane uh, <laughs> is still able to take off even though another person has jumped onto it while it's taking off and knocked part of it off. And uh, Geiger gets stuck on the uh, oil rig and then ultimately starts laughing and blows up. Yep. Uh, so they blew it up anyways. Great. Yep. That <laughs> That oil rig exploded very quickly, and it's a really cool explosion. I will say, it is. Like it that's is. the that's the one like kind of big effect in this movie that works. Is that's a the other thing I, I wanted to point out is that when the the cruise ship is crashing ever so slowly into the <laughs> into the bay. I mean, it's 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 just a bad docking. It's an is awesome what it effect. Is. It's an awesome. But, like, it looks so good, but, but it's so boring. It, it but it would have run aground way before it hit that too. Like whatever. I, I mean, it hit. There is. It hits multiple boats, and only one of those boats explodes immediately on impact. But yes. the others don't. Because <laughs> well, the other one had hippies in it. Oh. One had a hippie in. Um, another fun fact. Uh, how many Ji- how many Jimmy Buffett fans were killed on this day? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Uh, there's a UB40 cameo early in this movie. Did you guys notice that? Oh, that was UB40? You, yes. All right. So we're jumping now into, hey, it's 1997. Yes. <laughs> because I was flabbergasted. But I'm like, is that actually UB40? <laughs> This is Brett Kavanaugh's favorite movie. Yeah, that, I was just trying to remember who is the guy that got in a fight with someone because he thought they were in UB40. It was him. Oh my god, yeah. that's right. Um, what a what a, what a time we live in. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even though I think the one thing we can all agree on is that um, Willem Dafoe is awesome. Gary Oldman initially turned down the role. He would have been great doing too. Air Force One instead. Hmm. Good choice. Um, but. Uh, Willem Dafoe wanted to play a villain, and he's so and make some it. easy money. Oh man, he's so funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. e- except for in the end when it's him and Annie, and it seems like something Tommy Wiseau wrote. That's... This this whole movie is if someone gave Tommy Wiseau a hundred million dollars. It's one of the worst screenplays of all time. I think it, it really is dreadful. It's interesting you say that because that's what like I I was reading like a uh, some stuff from like Sandra Bullock talking about this movie and she was like I just kept asking to see the script and like the day of they would show me like what we we're doing that day and it was like yeah it was all just hastily put together. Can you imagine being a Fox executive when like 2 weeks into this movie's release where you've just blown through a good 
say, $80 million on this. And then you're like, oh, then that Cameron guy's down in Mexico just burning money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how... You're just crapping your pants if you're a Fox executive. It's like, oh, these friggin' boat movies. That's true. Um, they didn't lose one like, more a thing ton I... of movie money on this, though, right? Didn't it actually did decently. Yeah, I think it did a, a $164 million. I might so be just It lost money though. for sure with marketing and stuff, but it pro- probably... It wasn't a catastrophe. Yeah, I, I think it was just a big embarrassment because it was so bad. I don't know what's happening like in this movie because, like I said, it seems like his plan was just everyone can get off the boat and then he's going to cr- – like, it seems like his initial plan was I'm going to take over this boat, I'm going to let everyone off, and then I'm going to crash it into an oil rig and there'll just be a big explosion and I can die that way. I guess it's his plan. And it, his plan becomes more evil because Alex gets involved. <laughs> yeah, But then why take the diamonds? They very deliberately have a scene where he's like, oh, here's some diamonds. So he was – going to get away maybe they were blood diamonds and he didn't want them out in the world he's going to take them down with him to the bottom of the sea yep that that makes sense there's also he's already taking out the oil rig so (laughs) (laughs) and and the gentrification of uh native lands most likely he's like this tourist area is the is the these are the consequences of imperialism i'm destroying (laughs) the stock no one's coming back here so does this movie uh, get better if everything is the same but Keanu said yes 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 uh, I also th- I mean there's also like a huge problem as we talked about this the action is really bad there is no like there's no there's no like I there's guess the propeller n- scene no, is okay no at no point is it exciting yeah it's it's which is weird because like that's usually not a criticism I would it's, say it, for John DeBont movies. Like, Twister's dumb, but, like, there's fun scenes. It's yeah. mostly people screaming that they can't fix computers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Avengers 2. All right. Let's, <laughs> so is this the worst sequel? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is, but do you guys think it is? Uh, I don't think so, because I think that in order to even be considered in the worst sequel category, you, you have to somehow take away from the first movie somehow yeah Yeah. um let let me let me lay down some criteria it has to be the second movie made so if there's more it has to be the second one released yeah and the first movie has to be good so like a lot of the ones basic instinct two like like a lot yeah like a lot of the ones that we looked at that like on on this like the articles you can look at like a lot of them, like well, the first one isn't good. Like Weekend at Bernie's two is cited as one of like the worst sequels. But yeah, like, Weekend at that, Bernie's one fair. isn't good. Yeah, like, come on. Weekend at Bernie's two, he has he has to you know the music makes him dance to the treasure. That's cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about let's I'm gonna talk talk about one sequel that I've seen a bad sequel I've seen many times for some reason and okay. I don't know why. Uh, that and just the, everything that they did with this movie makes me laugh and it's Caddyshack two. Okay. So. You have Chevy Chase tr- cashing a check, uh, one of the worst people to ever be in Hollywood. He's he's yep. still in it. Then they they can't get Bill Murray because why on earth would Bill Murray do that? So they replace him with Dan Aykroyd, who is awful yep. in it. And then they um, Rodney Dangerfield isn't in it. So this is the funniest part. They replaced Rodney Dangerfield with Jackie Mason. That's right. 
<laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's really, really bad. But the first one isn't even that good, so like I don't really care that yeah. much. But I just think it's really funny. They're like, ah, oh, we can't get Rodney. Is Jackie Mason available? <laughs> the, the the first thing I think of, and it doesn't really work because the first one isn't very good, but would be uh, Troll 2, obviously, for like a terrible movie. But Troll 2 is kind of yeah, more lovable than Troll, right? And, the first, and, that, and like that one wasn't like a big budget like i i think that another rule should be it was trying to be good and okay. had the support of like the producers and stuff like that yeah, yeah. that makes it harder S- than... a studio threw a big amount of money at it so um, I, I think I'm... duff's all-time most hated movie is probably yes the worst sequel yes by our, by a friend of the podcast john landis Oh, that's yeah. Blues Brothers two thousand is, and uh, I don't like Blues Brothers. I don't think it's a good movie. And uh, but I, that's one of those where like I, I know like everyone else likes it. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just missing something, and that's okay. Uh, but uh, since I'm counting it, even though I don't like think the first one's good, like everyone else does. So it it's terrible. It's it's awful, and they add a little kid to it, and it's it sucks, it's, and it's made by a bad person. <laughs> so is the first and one. I, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think they might have pointed this out on how this get made or something, but I feel like uh, I was gonna say Randy Belushi, but he's the character that Joe dubbed from Arachnophobia. Yeah, um, that real Randy. Uh, the uh, James James Belushi James Belushi wouldn't even do that movie. He was like, "No, nah, this movie sucks. I'm not doing this." <laughs> And I'll do anything. Yeah, um, yeah. I Blues Brothers two thousand. That might be. It. My, I was gonna say Hannibal. Mm, um, yeah, but I think but that is a cool scene where he takes his skull off and pokes around on his brain and makes <laughs> him eat it. That's pretty cool. Hannibal is just a ludicrous, dumb movie. Um, and thank God we got the delightfully wacky Hannibal show to rectify that. To yeah. fully, fully dive into that source material. That that shows crazy. Well, I asked to answer, and then then we should wrap this up. Is the one that had the easiest layup and was able to bring like genuinely good actors into it, and all the talent is there. It's the Lost World. I, is probably I think like the maybe the best answer for this because they got Spielberg to come back. Yeah, they lost some actors, but they were replaced by excellent performers like Julianne Moore. Yeah, and that movie, along with every other Jurassic Park movie ever made, yes. all of them except yep. the first, all of them are terrible. Yeah, yes. that that is not a good franchise. No, it is not. Well, guys, I think we've I think we've hit the end of season three. Indeed, um, the leaves are changing. Yes, we have. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. You know, probably take a bit of a break. Joe's got his nuptials. Summer's yep. coming up. There's some. I heard uh, honeymoon. Apparently, it won't be on a cruise ship, though. Uh, nope. Um, but listeners, you can always go to a freepodcast.com, listen to some other episodes we've talked about. You could join our Facebook group at slash freeloaders. If you have a really smart idea of what our next season should be, you could post it there or you could email us at midnightboyspod at gmail.com. Or if Netflix comes out with another really bad movie that lots of people watch for some reason, you could probably talk Rob into making us do an episode about it. Yep. Yep. Maybe not now because I don't have Netflix anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Send him your password. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to all of us so far, you've listened to all these episodes. I don't know what number this one is. 
uh, 20, something like that, uh, you should go write us a review on iTunes. That's all I really got, guys. Yep, that's all yeah. I got. But until then... This movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. We we watched uh, watched uh, an interesting collection of movies. Overall, not a great uh, season for cinematic quality. <laughs> no, not a lot of approved films. But uh, Con Air was approved by all of us. Yes. All right. We will be back, I don't know, in the future. Until yeah. then, uh, you know... Obey the on, speed limits. Yep, put it on cruise control. <laughs> <laughs>